Welcome to Imperfect Momming. Our children are constantly looking to us for examples. The term role model doesn't quite cut it here. We are shaping their worldview with every move we make. You see, it's not in the lectures we give or moments where we are actively attempting to teach them. It's in the micro movements we make, the unconscious ways in which we navigate life. We are constantly teaching our children how to show up for themselves, their friends, their future partners, and even their future children. So what can we do to ensure we are raising thoughtful, compassionate, self-aware human beings? We have to become them ourselves. No one is perfect, but we can still all be better, and it starts with self-healing. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Mom Happy Hour. And if you're listening on the podcast, welcome to Imperfect Momming. Um, so we've had some new members to the group and um, I'm coming on a little bit earlier than I normally do on Mondays. Normally I'm live on in the group at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. And um, today I am a little bit early because I have my annual physical at 9.30 and uh, I need time to get there. So um, I wanted to jump on here before the day gets away from me and um, things get a little bit crazy. So um, here I am. And um, the thing that is on my mind this morning, uh, normally I go kind of off of what my blog post was about. And um, I didn't write a blog post this week and, um, and I still need to do that. So, um, but I decided that I was going to go off the cuff a little bit because I don't read the blog post. Typically, um, I, I haven't, I kind of summarize what I wrote basically, um, which means that I've gathered my thoughts together and, and I'm a little more, a little more scripted, but um, not a hundred percent scripted by any means. Um, but today I thought, well, I have some thoughts on my mind. I'm going to see what it, what it sounds like when they just flow naturally. Um, so the thing that's on my mind this morning really is like the number one mistakes. I think the number one mistake I think that moms make and that number one mistake, I think, is not getting support. Um, I mean, literally, I called myself the mom support coach because the times in my life that I felt the worst as a mom was when I felt like I had no support. The support was there, but I wasn't leaning on it. And I mean, literally, like, I went through a divorce and I moved in with my parents and my dad said like the first weekend that I lived there again, um, that my, that he and my stepmom are not built-in babysitters. And what I heard in that statement was don't ever ask, don't ever ask for help. That's what I heard. Um, and so I didn't. And uh, my son was having some behaviors that he had never had before um, while I was going through feelings that I had never felt to that depth before. 
And I do believe that the two are connected. Um, but because of that, I felt like a horrible mom. Um, I pretty much had him 24 seven as I was going through a divorce and his dad wasn't around. Um, I, and then I didn't have anyone in my, in living with me that I could ask for help. And so he was with me all the time. And I also believe that moms need breaks. Um, we need that time to be ourselves, to not be someone who's doing something for someone else. Recently, I, I started waking up at five in the morning so that I could just like be me and do things for me. And I remember getting so irritated at the cats because the cats would like meow at me. And I'm like, how dare you ask me to do something for any, for you <laughs> during my time. Right. Um, and I mean, that, that right there is a sign that <laughs> you need some support. Um, and my puppy has come and joined me on the video. You could see little puppy ears. Um, so when we don't have support, I think that that's when everything falls apart. Um, long story short, I, I started getting support. I, I remember there was a moment where I told my best friend, I don't want to be a mom anymore. And she came back and said that she knows someone that would adopt my son if I really, truly felt like I didn't want to be a mom anymore. And that made me think, like, I essentially, she made me put my money where my mouth was. And what I realized was that I needed a break. And so I asked my son's dad to take him for a week and he took him for a week and the very first day I missed him and I still went the rest of the week just going about doing me and then I came back and it was or he came back and it was just refreshing um and then about three months later I was like okay I I would like another break and so we repeated that pattern for a really long time where every three months he would go for a week. Um, then our lives changed. He went to school and that wasn't as realistic. Um, and so that changed. And I, and during that time, I started getting more support anyway, where I had a friend that um, was like a co-parent for me. She was like a second mom for him. Um, and it was that was when I felt the most supported, um, for a long time. And, um, she, she ended up passing away, which was hard. Um, but I found a new kind of support. And during the pandemic, I really realized that what I need is just a little bit of alone time. And so during the pandemic, I think that I would have like a day where my mother-in-law would take him. Um, and it was, it was nice to have that, that break for a day. 
Um, and when that became less available or it wasn't as much of an option for a while, um, then the waking up at five became an option um, and is today what I do to keep myself balanced. Um, and I'm telling you this story because it wasn't like, it took me a while each time to figure out what it was that I needed. And I tried some things. And then I, when I found something that felt good, I did it again and again and again. And then that became a routine. And then life changes because life is always going to change. And it's, I think it's important to take the time to figure out what helps you feel supported. Um, I posted a funny meme on in the group last night that that I literally like it had me in tears. Like I was literally crying from laughing. I was laughing so hard from this me <clears throat> meme. And it said something along the lines of some days you are killing it as a mom, and other days your um neighbor texts you a picture that your son is naked in in the window. And um, one of the comments in the group was um, that some days she feels like a good mom and and today she forgot to feed her child uh, before going to to daycare. And and I I made a comment like, girl, I have been there like there. There have been days that I've sent my son to school without breakfast and it sucks like it feels like you're failing. But one of the other things that I realized this morning is that I don't get, I don't give myself credit. And when like 364 days out of the year, I, I feed him, but I'm going to beat myself up over the one day that I didn't. And uh, the way that the support thing came up was my um i've pretty much struggled with my weight in my my whole adulthood um since i was 22 i would say and um you know i've i've i say i struggled i didn't really really try for a long time um and then when i tried it was a struggle and the times that I had the most success. I had support. Um, so that goes back to the whole support thing. But um, I I started working with a health coach and um, this has been my first week and you have to do all the things, take the beginning picture, which I didn't do. I'm like, there's plenty of pictures of me overweight. I don't need to do a before picture. Um, and I weighed myself and I sent her my weight. And I remember looking at that and thinking, well, I'm on my period. It's a little bit higher than normal, which means that by the end of the week, the period weight will be gone and, uh, and it'll show an accurate representation of, of where I'm at. And so I weighed myself this morning and I'm down six pounds. And when she, I sent it to her and she responded, she said, how does that feel? And my first response was, well, 
most of that is probably period weight. And when I saw the, like, I saw the justification, I saw the, the, the lack of credit that I was showing myself. I followed that text up with, I don't give myself enough credit most of the time, FYI. Her response back was, girl, you stayed on program for the whole week. You lost six pounds and you were on your period. It is really hard to stay on program when you're on your period. And I will tell you that there were many, many thoughts that went through my head of, yeah, but I've, I've done a lot of work on myself. Yeah. I don't, you know, emotionally eat as much as I used to. Yeah. I, you know, if this was six years ago or 10 years ago, this I absolutely wouldn't have had that kind of like, stop <laughs> all the thoughts. I did all the work. I'm not that person. This isn't six to 10 years ago. This is now. And I lost six pounds and that's huge. And I can give all the excuses that I want to give, but it doesn't change the fact that I lost the six pounds or I can take, not give excuses, but I can take away my credit. I can take away everything that I did. Or I could give myself some credit. And that's what I want you guys to hear from, from me today is 364 days out of the year, you send your kid to daycare with breakfast. So you're still a good mom, even if one day you forgot. Even if 10 days you forgot, that's still 355 days that you remembered. And life gets crazy. There are days that go exactly as I've planned. I'm going to reframe that or rephrase that. There are day <laughs> that goes exactly the way that I planned it. The number of days that go exactly the way that I plan it are so very few. They never survive collision with another human. So if it goes exactly the way that I planned, it's because I've become a robot and there's nobody around me because it just doesn't exist. Um, there's a lot of days that I feel more productive and feel better about what I got done and staying on, on track, but my day never survives collision with another human. And those days that I do exactly what I, how I planned, the plan was to like sit and do nothing. And even then it doesn't go as planned. Like I can't think of a day that's gone exactly as planned ever so yeah life gets crazy and I think I read something else that said 
to learn from the mistakes. Like um, we've had some really crazy mornings and those crazy mornings are usually when I forget to give my son breakfast. And so now I try to do things in the evening to make the day, the morning run a little bit more smoothly. Or like I said, I wake up at five. Some of that time is dedicated to me. I'm doing me like it, it's not about anybody else, maybe an hour. And then I have another hour before everybody gets up and, and I'm a morning person. I'm not telling you to get up at five. If you're not a morning person, stay up a little bit later. If you have time in the middle of the day, plan for tomorrow in the middle of the day. Like you figure out you, this is not me telling you to get up at five. This is what works for me. And if you're curious about that, like how to figure out when would be the best time for you, there is a quiz called the Power of When quiz. Um, I think the book, there's a book called The Power of When. Um, and when I took the quiz, I was a lion and lions wake up early. And I was like, sweet. It was like, it gave me permission. It's really funny. Um, but this morning, well, yesterday, all weekend, we spent cleaning the house because the house got a little crazy, um, in as a disaster area. And since it was kind of a rainy weekend, we decided we're going to stay home and just clean the house so that we can go and do something fun and not feel guilty about like we should be cleaning. Um, so we cleaned the house and, um, we put my son's backpack got put in a new spot that doesn't get run over by the vacuum cleaner and his jacket was in his room and his water bottle was in his room. And so this morning it was hard to wake him up. So I tried a little bit and then I was like, oh, his jacket. And I grabbed his jacket and I grabbed his water and I went and I filled the water up and I put it in the back of the house where we walk out the door to go to school. And then I checked his backpack for his school book because I knew that he pulled it out this weekend and most weekends he doesn't pull it out. So I wanted to make sure that he had it so that if he has reading time at school, he can read it. He'll have it available. It wasn't there. So I had to look for it, um, which I found it in about 30 seconds because last I saw it was on the bed and most of his stuff, when he goes to sleep, it falls off the bed into the crack, looked in the crack, there it was. Um, anyway, long story short, <laughs> I was, I knew where everything was because we had spent the whole weekend kind of gathering and organizing and so it took him it took me 30 minutes to get him awake and the first thing he said when he finally woke up was now I'm going to be late to school because it took 30 minutes for me to wake up and I said actually we're going to spend the next 10 minutes eating breakfast and while you eat breakfast you'll be waking up and then at 7 40 we're going to go brush our teeth and at 7:45 we're going to walk out the door. So we ended up walking out the door about 7:55, but I create a buffer so that as long as we're out of the house by like 
he's not going to be late to school. My plan is to get out of the house at 745. So I have that much of a buffer so that we're not late for school because it gives him massive anxiety to be late. So we plan for that because I know mornings are crazy. And when he doesn't wake up 30 minutes late, air quotes, if you're not watching the video, um, when he doesn't wake up 30 minutes late, then at 7.30, we go and we dogpile on my boyfriend, literally with the dogs. Like we all run into the bedroom and that's how we wake him up. And it's a lot of fun. It's Xander's favorite part of the day. If he wakes up on time, then we brush our teeth and eat breakfast from 7 to 7.30 so that he has time to do that. Like these are all things that we've figured out how to make it work by trial and error. And that's my encouragement to you today is to start figuring out like what is the most chaotic thing in your life and start practicing different or trying different things that will make it a less chaotic and and see start trying what works trying to figure out what works and then keep doing that um I think I had a thought and and I think it went away um so I feel complete in this episode um I hope this was helpful um oh that was what I was going to say if you are trying things or you don't know where to start this is where the support comes in so there's a hundred thousand things that I've tried I've listened to other moms try different things I have ideas that can help support you and um you know I offer free consultation calls so if you go to my website alicialions.com there's a um a link there for a free support call go on there get your get yourself an appointment and I would be happy to help you like this is what I'm dedicating my life to is helping moms have more peace in their life so that is all for today I am going to run and uh get um my physical done and um I hope that you all have an amazing Monday and make it an amazing week um, there will be another episode of Imperfect Momming podcast for you all on Thursday, and I'll see you all next week for Mom Happy Hour. And until then, keep healing. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Imperfect Momming. It's time for us to step up and realize that our power is not in trying to shape our children. Our power lies in shaping ourselves into the people we want our children to model themselves after. Don't just do it for your kids. Do it for yourself. When you become a more self-aware, compassionate, and confident person, you and everyone around you benefit. For more information about me and my work, visit alishalyons.com. That's A-L-Y-S-I-A-L-Y-O-N-S.com. See you next time.